You put your all into delivering quality and value on time. And when your customer doesn't pay, it doesn't just hurt your feelings. It hurts your business. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect overdue receivables fast and treat your customers with respect. Go to MetCredit.com to get started. MetCredit, we get it. This is Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Brought to you by MetCredit. Everybody pay up. Welcome to Overdue Advice, the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Brought to you by MetCredit. I'm Andrea Schwabi. Some industries are regulated more than others. The financial sector is one of the most highly regulated sectors of the Canadian economy, and within finance, debt collection is a unique and often ignored corner, but it's a corner with a lot of obligations. So today, we're talking about compliance. When a company is meeting all its legal obligations, it's in compliance. Regulations are a way to make sure everyone is on a level playing field and playing by the same rules. If you get out of line, it can be game over. Debt collection is blanketed with regulations. Debt recovery has layers of do's and don'ts from the definitions of what a debt collection agency is to calling hours, times and places you can make contacts, privacy, and how payments are handled and more. When companies are successful and reach a certain size, compliance becomes a full-time job. At MetCredit, that job belongs to Greg Hunka. Greg is the quality assurance manager at MetCredit. Not only does he have to make sure collection teams are compliant with MetCredit's own standards, they also have to be compliant with the law and client instructions. We did this interview because we wanted to get an overview of compliance. We'll do a deep dive in a future episode. What I can say is it took weeks to get the interview set up because Greg Hunka is a very busy man making sure four call centers across Canada are all doing exactly the right thing in exactly the right way. MetCredit's Quality Assurance Manager, Greg Hunka, joined me in studio in Edmonton, and I started by asking him how he got into collections. I got into the industry 20 years ago this week, believe it or not. Congratulations. 20 years ago this week. I uh, went to Nate, took marketing. Uh, I really wanted to get into sales and marketing, but I still felt a little bit apprehensive about it. Right. So I got a phone call from the vice president at the time. He wanted to bring me in for an interview. He saw my resume that was posted online. Said, so you know what? I'll give it a try. I don't know anything about the business, but it sounds fun. I'll just do it for a couple of weeks until I find something else. <clears throat> so I came in for the interview and got a meeting with the vice president. Uh, he told told me all about the position, what uh, what it was involving, and something stuck with me when we did that interview. He said, "This is like a business, your own business. If you do well." You can make a lot of money in the business and you can have a lot of fun. That stayed with me. So um, he brought me over to meet with Brian and uh, Brian looked a little bit different back in those days. He's, uh, he had the deep voice, but mm -hmm. he looked pretty young. So more I just hair. thought, Jesus, yeah, more, <laughs> a lot more hair. So uh, I thought, Jesus, this kid's doing pretty well for himself. He's uh, running an, an office floor and uh, he's got to be a teenager still. So I uh, started the following week and just really enjoyed the business. It was fun. Hmm. Uh, met my wife. She started a week after I did. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. Yeah. She started just after I did as a skip tracer. We hit it off. And um, I just really fell in love with the position. Uh, it's a position where you either love it 
or it's not for you. For me, when I started on the business, it uh, was all about the people. It was a fun environment. Okay, you learned a lot of new things. You learned a lot about business. Uh, you learned about finance, credit bureaus, and it was just a fun place to work. Okay, and um, Brian Brian was a really good manager at the time. What was the regulatory environment like in 99? It was a lot different than it is now. The rules were still in place. A lot of them are still consistent with what they were back then. But uh, you didn't have the... Uh, the oversight that you do now, where you don't have the clients that are involved uh, as much as they are now. You see more information online. Um, back then, the internet was still relatively new, so you didn't have these people challenging you about the laws all the time on the phone. When, when you picked up the phone and you talked to somebody, uh, you were educating them. Now, with uh, everybody having access to the internet and uh, information online, right. Uh, you get challenged a lot more. Oh, there's, I mean, there's a ton of videos on YouTube that say, do not pay a debt collector. That's right. Which seems completely insane to me. Yeah, there's a lot of misinformation out there. A lot. And uh, the biggest challenge with training our staff is making sure they are educated, making sure they know the business, they know the rules. Right. And uh, they have to work with the person they're talking to to make sure that there's a buy-in. Right. If, if the person trusts you, a lot easier to work with you. Now, you're the quality assurance manager yep. for MetCredit. So you cover the whole com- company. Right? That's right. Okay. So let, before we get to what you do, talk about the things that you don't deal with in compliance so we don't have to worry about talking about those. Uh, I don't deal with Better Business Bureau complaints. Uh, I don't deal with uh, ministerial or government uh, complaints or inquiries. Uh, I may get involved in reviewing calls or providing summaries, uh, but that's overseen by the legal department for the company. Uh, myself, uh, I'm more involved in modern calls, uh, interacting with the clients, giving them uh, their weekly or their monthly uh, calls that they request. Um, I'm also making sure that the managers are consistent with our branding, making sure that they're following the scripts and using the methods that we train our staff in consistently across the board. So you're not yeah. dealing directly with government, but are you responsible for, you know, being compliant with legislation? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I have to know what I'm talking about. Okay, so you, you have to make sure that stuff happens, but you're not directly dealing with government on it per no. se. Okay. No. It's kind of on the fulfillment side internally. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's start at the beginning. What are your top, say, three or five compliance issues? What are the things that, you know, you need to have set up for compliance for MetCredit? Uh, we need to make sure that we're calling within the um, time frames that we're legally able to call. Uh, because we have four branches, we have to make sure that it's consistent with the regulations for each province. Because there's times that you can and can't call. That's right. Right. And what are those times? And, like, how much do it, they vary from province to province? It varies by maybe an hour, okay. um, either before or, or after the cutoff point. And how bad is, it, bad is it if you call outside of those hours? Well, it can... Uh, it can cause you difficulty in dealing with that person and, and working with them in the future. Um, you shouldn't call somebody too early. You shouldn't call somebody too late. You should call somebody at a time, at a time that's reasonable and uh, is, is not going to cause any conflict. Um, most people are working during the day. Okay? A lot of people use cell phones. So uh, we work during normal business hours. Uh, we do have times uh, throughout the week where we have staff come in a little bit later and work till uh, early evening. Right. But um, for the most part, uh, the, the staff are working within those guidelines. And 
how do you verify that? Is that is it, are you using technology to verify yeah. and log those calls? On, on my end, I have the ability to see if somebody calls too early or too late. It automatically will present that call to me. So I'll see it uh, the same day. Okay. And that's uh, part of my routine is making sure I'm checking to make sure that the calls are within those guidelines. And and it is a commission-driven base, you know, business. Uh, do collectors sometimes push push the time limits, like try to, you know, start a call when it might be just close or? No, uh, you don't see that. Oh. You don't see that. It's, it's of no benefit to them, right? If, if they're going to catch somebody before they leave for work, um, they should set it up knowing that that's the ideal time to reach them. But there's no advantage for the collector. And chances are that if they do that, I'm going to be notifying their manager to follow up with them and, and address it right away. So calls are one big part of compliance. What's another part of compliance? Um, making sure that our clients' directives are followed as well. It's such a big area. It's tough to kind of narrow it down. So what, what, what kinds of things do clients require or demand? Because I know one thing uh, on the call floor is that there are no phones and uh, no paper pens at the desks. Yeah. Privacy. Making sure that information is not released to somebody that is not the debtor that we're trying to reach. Yeah, that's a big, big and that I'm looking for. What kind of things can you do to verify that? Because, you know, we're living in the era of sort of identity fraud and, and identity theft. Uh, well, every call that we do, we have to make sure that uh, we're qualifying, that we're speaking to the right person. So uh, full name, making sure we're confirming by full name, uh, making sure that we're confirming date of birth as well. And um, if there's any question, if we, if we sense that we might not be speaking to the right person, we're going to ask some more questions. So full address, uh, partial sin. The single biggest cause of bad debt write-offs is procrastination. With every day you wait, the chances of ever getting paid go down. At MetCredit, we get it. We collect business receivables fast. And if we don't succeed, you don't pay. Go to MetCredit.com and stop waiting for money you deserve. MetCredit, we get it. So let's talk about regions. How do you manage compliance across the country? Because you've got British Columbia, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, Ontario, Quebec. Do you have all the other provinces as well? Uh, well, each branch uh, has a region that they are responsible for. Some branches cover all of Canada. Uh, some, it's very, very um, close to their own neighborhood. So in Vancouver, they'll focus on Western Canada for the most okay. part. Um, Quebec, Montreal, they focus on... Quebec is an, always an interesting case. I mean... Are the rules and regulations in Quebec quite different than the rest of the country? They are. Yeah? Yeah, they are. Yeah. And um, the management team out in Montreal, they um, they have to be very educated in the regulations. Right. Uh, for one, the collections have to be done within that province. So if you're calling somebody in Quebec, you have to be in an office in Quebec. Oh. So you physically have to be there. Yeah. You have to be working from an office in Quebec. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Does it complicate things having different regulations in every province? I know in Ontario, January 1st, they had a different definition for collections, you know, 2018. For the most part, most of the provinces are very consistent. Uh, you you just have to know the, the small variations for each. Uh, the calling times are what varies a little bit. Places of employment, making calls to the person's workplace. Uh, but for the most part, the rules are very consistent. Uh, are... Do you deal with the statute of limitations at all? Like in terms of debt expiring? That's more on the legal side. Okay. Okay, so we can skip that. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> on, the, that's on the legal side. Uh, I mean, we, we do collect. Um, 
the accounts are assigned to us, but it's the act of taking legal action right? that covers that. Now, in terms of compliance, so you're dealing with all of the employees because they've all got to be doing the same things and saying the same stuff. So that's a trick. Every company, I mean, companies have a hard time getting staff to understand their own health plan consistently. So how do you, in a, in a, a business where communication is the core of the business, how do you manage that compliance trick? Uh, I try and keep a written record of the policies as much as possible. I do a lot of interacting with the managers. If I sense that something is going to be uh, affecting a lot of staff throughout the company, then I'll make sure that the managers cover that uh, as a group. Okay. We, there are some cases what that might be isolated incidents with one collector, but um, making sure that things are consistent across all companies is, is really important. What's the most effective way to communicate that to staff? Do you, do you find it's, you know, in person or, you know, with meetings or is it more just by emails? I found that keeping um, the group together and then going over ideas face-to-face with the group and then follow that up with a written acknowledgement of what was discussed. I find that that's the best way. Okay. Yeah. So you're sort of covering your bases. You're presenting the information and then you're telling them what you told them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. And, and keeping something permanent, they can, they can go back to it. Right. Having that written record. Um, there, there are some unusual compliance issues uh, around the physical space in terms of what you can have it just in a cubicle. Uh, and it could be fairly sparse. Why, why have compliance issues around pens and pads and things like that? You never know where that information could go um, and be used um, in a fraudulent way, for example. Um, you can't have cell phones out on the floor. You can't jot somebody's credit card number down on a piece of paper and then throw it in the wastebasket. Uh, we have an obligation to make sure that we're protecting the information that uh, we're exposed to every day. And I mean, you're dealing with people's intimate financial details, bank records, you know, purchases, credit cards, all that kind of stuff. Um, in terms of, of uh, everything that you manage with compliance, what's the thing that keeps you up at night? What's that one thing that just is always, and not, not necessarily bad, just it, it always requires that brain time? My biggest concern is always uh, going to be something happens that we could have seen in advance, that we could have planned for, uh, having that influence um, in a negative way our relationship with our clients. Is there anything that you do in compliance that's actually pretty easy and it's fun and you really see the benefit of that part of compliance? I like to point out to the managers where their staff are doing well. I really want to make sure that the employees uh, are learning from what works and where appropriate, making sure that the managers are able to coach our other staff on repeating that same success. Right. And, and in terms of compliance overall, so your job, you know, you're, you're the compliance guy. Uh, you must see how compliance works for MetCredit and especially for MetCredit's clients. How does it help the clients to be as diligent and have someone who just deals with this all day, every day? It shows them that we take our business relationship seriously. It's very important that they know that we've got somebody full-time that's making sure that our, our staff are following the standards that we expect of them and that we're training them in. And um, we want to make sure that the client is always given the best possible service. What are the, the sort of the main concerns? What are the things you hear from your clients that you need to be doing this and those become those compliant issues? 
a lot of the clients don't want you to be uh, damaging that relationship with that customer. So they still want us to treat that person as a customer. So if a collector says something um, that would be considered as threatening, okay, saying my client wants to do this, that's not going to reflect well on us. What's what's the hardest part of your your job with compliance? For me, it's just staying on top of um, all the calls and all the client involvement. So we've got uh, multiple clients that are sending requests for weekly calls, monthly calls. Um, many of our clients, the bigger ones, uh, they do have a quality assurance program and, and regular routine audits. And uh, just staying on top of that and getting them the, the call recordings or the call summaries uh, that they're asking for. It, it's, it's, it's a lot a, of work. It's, I was just, just going to say, that's a lot of work. Like, that's a lot of stuff to keep in mind. So the next question that stems from that is really obvious. How do you keep up? Plan your day. <laughs> and day. you gotta you gotta follow a schedule right uh, with most of our clients the schedules are very routine uh, you know when you're going to get the requests for um, a visit you know when uh, you're going to have a due date just make sure to put everything in your calendar make sure that you're following the schedule and how do you when like when things change if there's a legislative change how do you know about that we'll get notified in advance uh, we'll be given um, training material for the employees uh, we'll make sure that they're given coaching and uh, the managers will get acknowledgements and we'll make sure that everybody's trained properly before that change takes effect. To put a bow on this, why compliance? Why is it as important as it is for Met Credit? Company has to be held to a certain standard. Our clients have standards, they've got policies. Uh, we have to do the same thing. We want to make sure that there's structure to the routine. The, the staff, they need that structure. They need the, the training in the procedures that work, and they need to be able to recognize what doesn't work. There's a lot of information that the staff are responsible to know, and it's an ongoing uh, training routine with, with the staff. Uh, you can't learn everything in a week and then have the business mastered. You need time to uh, absorb, put into practice, be going over the information multiple times while you're employed as a collector. And the managers have to make sure that they're coaching the staff regularly and giving them feedback. Everybody pay up. That's all for this episode of Overdue Advice. Thanks to Greg Hunka, Quality Assurance Manager at MetCredit, and thank you for listening. MetCredit is on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at MetCredit. In Canada, visit metcredit.com, and in the United States, visit metcreditusa.com. Visit the MetCredit blog by Brian Sommerfeld at blog.metcredit.com. It includes useful tools and calculators to assess your business debt risk. We want to hear from you. Like, subscribe, or leave a review, or share it with a friend or business associate. Or drop us a line at overdueadvice at metcredit.com. Overdue Advice is the podcast about cash flow strategies to grow your business. Brought to you by MetCredit. Thanks for listening. I'm Andre Schwabi.
You run a business, you're successful. You don't wait for things to happen. You make them happen. So why aren't you collecting what's owed to you? The longer you wait, the less chance you'll ever see a cent. <laughs> so call Met Credit. We're your local debt recovery team, serving businesses of all sizes since 1973. And don't worry, we play nice. We're here to uphold your reputation and relationships. And speaking of nice, if we don't collect, you don't pay. Zero risk. Get to know us for when you need us at metcredit.com.